Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 325, 325. I am your co-host, Jessica Kupferman. With me as always, the extremely tall Elsie Escobar. And the even taller, our producer, John Jamingo. Oh, my gosh. Jess, Jess. I'm feeling short. This has been a short week for me. Oh, my gosh. You're going to feel so short when I tell you I already. Okay, so I sent you a pair of shoes that I really liked that were hugely platform, like huge platforms, right? And they were incredibly expensive. Mm -hmm. I found another pair of shoes with the same platform that I really like that are boots that I think Mm -hmm. I'm going to get. There's something that makes me feel super empowered by the gigantic nest of shoes and feeling like I'm the tallest person ever. Same. So, I'll never be that, but I do like platforms because it makes me feel at least that I can have a conversation. Um, I level with people, which I enjoy. Oh, right. Yeah, no. I um, And the reason I love platforms is because they are, they help me still feel really solid on the ground, even though I do wear heels occasionally, but it, they hurt a little too much and they, I'm a little too conscious of it. Whereas with when I have platforms on, I usually don't tweak my Whole they don't hurt. Platforms don't hurt. It's, they don't hurt as it's much. You batar. I will say that I wore platform sandals while in Nashville for about a day, and I think because of the time gap in between wearing those shoes, they weren't as comfortable as they used to be. Like we've not oh, been practicing wearing com- uncomfortable right. shoes, and I'm a little out of practice. So I mean, that's good to know. You should probably put them on a little bit. You know what? I had a pair of Adidas, like old school Adidas that I wore the other day. And I wore them just in town. You know, when we came into town, there was a lot of walking that I do out here. And I kid you not, I got home and my feet hurt. And I was wearing sneakers. That's never happened. So then I thought, oh, gosh. So now I'm wearing my running shoes, which are really, really nice. I love. I hope that's not age, but it could be. It could be. Or it's probably the fact that I haven't been wearing any shoes <laughs> or what? I, I mean, I don't know. Anywho. Oh my gosh, dude. I am so, I missed you for so long. We didn't record last week because you were kind of almost getting ready to go to podcast movement. You were still around, but we decided, you know, no. And um, so here we are. You went to, I just want to like say, life. sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I want to, I just want to address seeing, cause there are some people that are live listening to us today that I saw. And so Matsuna said she missed you and it was so good to hug me. It was very good to hug you as well. Tracy said, miss you. Didn't get enough time to spend with you, Jess. Can't wait till she podcasts live. I don't know what happened, but yeah, I only saw Tracy in passing and I'm not sure how that even happened. That wasn't supposed to happen. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish what you were saying. Yeah. I was gone. No, I, was in podcast I was in Nashville. Yeah, that's it. That That's really it. Like you just have to basically give us the scoop here because this was so my biggest thing is this was obviously this was the first thing that you attended with this amount of people since PodFest 
in March 2020. So how was right. it? How was the feeling of the of being around all the people? Was it like, oh my God, was it how, what was what did you feel? This is going to sound very strange and I hear myself saying it, but I'm just going to say it. There was lots of spacious seating. I have a feeling that many in-person tickets switched to virtual at the last minute, but there was a lot of spacious seating at podcast movement and some people were wearing masks. Some people were not wearing masks. It was sort of like a choice situation. Jack, our producer was wore a mask almost the whole time. I did an on and off type thing. Like I didn't wear one at our party because my makeup was awesome, but I you know, like there were other times when I was in the expo hall that I did wear it. And it also depended on what I read that morning about how contagious it was. Like, it's very, it's a little bit of a, a shit show right now. But I can say that like, when I was in the expo hall, when I was in the party, they had a party at a line dancing club on Thursday night. You know, podcast movement parties are normally crazy packed and it wasn't. There was space to walk and move around, which is again, very very rare for a podcast movement party. I felt very safe amongst our people. And then when I was in like Nashville proper, or when I was at the airport, or when I was in a cab, or when I was on the streets of Nashville, I felt very unsafe. That makes no logical sense whatsoever, except that the people that are at the podcast movement in my head are less of a crapshoot. Like we are of similar mind. We've been getting similar communication from the staff. Like we sort of are all in it together. We knew it from, you know, what was happening from the staff. So I didn't feel as uncomfortable in a huge room of unmasked people who were drinking and dancing. I know that sounds insane because they were all in the airport. They've all, you know, who knows where they've all been. doesn't matter. Thursday night was the big party. Um, it was at a bar. Like I said, we were shuttled there. We were shuttled back. I would say at least 500 people were there, at least. And no one was wearing a mask because you can, it was open bar and you can't drink and mask without spilling some shit. So we didn't really mask. And also you can't really dance with a mask on or you'll just suffocate to death. Let's just be honest. It was crazy dancing. I danced my ass off with Todd Cochran. Like we shook our asses. What? This it was is so much hilarious. Fun. Oh my it God. was so fun. He's a good dancer. It didn't happen unless there's video. Wow. I want video of this. I don't have any receipts, but it happened. You can Come ask on. my staff. Jen was there. Holly was there. Jack was there. Anyway, the next night, however, I wanted to do some shopping on Broadway. So we took an Uber to a restaurant. It was a wonderful, it was called the Mockingbird. The food was incredible. While we were sitting there, no less than four bridal parties came in and out, unmasked drinking, eating, screaming, and that made it feel a little unsafe. And then we took an Uber to Broadway, the top of Broadway, which by the way, which I didn't know this about Nashville because I'd only been once and I never got to make it to the main road, but Broadway in Nashville is like Times Square. It is incredibly packed. Whoa. It is a billion lights. It is wow. It is a, it is, is, is a bar next to a bar next to a bar all of it with live music happening. You can hear all of it at once. I really enjoyed the fact that there's music on every corner, everywhere you go. I did not enjoy the fact that so many people were not wearing a mask. Like 1% of people, including us, were wearing masks. And the people working in stores. Like I went into the candy store, they were masked. We went into the restaurant, the waiters were masked. 
none of the patrons, not one patron. I was immediately terrified. <laughs> and so we went to two stores. I bought candy for the pish for my little boy. And then I went to a, I wanted to show them a boot store, like a, like a cowboy boot store. So we went in a place called the boot barn where I bought cowboy booties in teal. They're the most amazing shoes. I had to buy them. And then we got the rock out of there. It was terrifying. So that doesn't really answer any questions. See, now the thing that I'm looking at for the coronavirus is breakthrough cases because different states have different rate of breakthrough. I don't know why, but so like right now, Delaware has like a 0.01 breakthrough, which means that for every, I guess, 100,000 people, one or two are getting sick that have been vaccinated. Those are breakthrough cases. So I'm looking at breakthrough cases in each state and they're all different. Some have 11%, some have 0.03%. And there's no rhyme or reason to it whatsoever. But it does make it difficult to gauge the safety in any given situation, which basically means, I mean, but most things that I read say, you know, if you're vaccinated, you're, you're pretty much fine. It's a very rare thing to have a breakthrough case. But it's also like, I mean, it's about as rare as being in a motorcycle accident. I mean, that's what I've read. But all I can say is like, because I know Tennessee has a lot of unvaccinated people, it scared the shit out of me because I don't want to carry it to other people, even if I'm vaccinated. Right. But I mean, I you know, we got home. Jack got a rapid test immediately because she's in New York City and it was negative. She got a PCR test. I don't even know what that is. And it was negative. While I was gone, one of Isaac's friends tested positive. But she didn't have any symptoms. They just test every couple weeks. And the one little girl in their family tested positive. The rest of them are negative. None of them have wow. symptoms. It's crazy. But the yeah. whole bunk at camp had to be quarantined for this whole week. Anyway, I don't. I want to go back to podcast movement because this is not valid. You know, like this is just side notes and stuff. But, you know, it's important for planning our event. And I don't want to talk about the status of our event because we're just watching and making sure that we can still do it safely. At this point, I feel like we can. We may change some things as far as like making sure people are vaccinated or whatever. But for the most part, yeah, school. So Patrick's saying school is a giant podcast movement with optional masks. Well, school, well, depending on, I mean, you're in high school, I think, Patrick, but most people in high school can vaccinate, but the kids, Isaac's age can't. So who knows what's going to happen? I mean, but all the adults should be vaccinated. So it's sort of like you can talk, you can talk yourself in and out of everything all day long. You can literally talk yourself into it and then out of it and then into it and then out of it four times, it's, which is why it just makes it difficult. But let's go back to the event. So let's talk about podcast movement. I will tell you the highlights of podcast movement that I saw. I had a very lax okay. day at podcast movement. So I stayed with Jen in a room. Jack was in another room. Stacy was in another room. That was our core team that was there. Events director, Jennifer Follick-Rains, producer, Jack Woods, director of corporate sponsorship, Stacy Sims. Um, we went to all the booths. I can say that we expected to see a lot more decision makers than that were there. I think that most booths either did not have staff there where they had intended to have staff there or the major players changed their minds and just sent the just sent staff to man the booth in their absence. Because like before I went, I went through the podcast movement app to see what decision makers we would be able to talk to. And we marked them all. And then we maybe got to talk to like a third of that. 
some of that could have been that they were busy. Like I wanted to say hi to Pod Page, who was our sponsor a couple, you know, last month, month before. Um, I never got a chance to see him, but I knew he was there. So if you're listening, hi, sorry, I didn't get to see you. <laughs> Libson had a lot of people staffing their booth. I saw Sarah. I finally got to meet Lori Sims. Yeah. Finally. But like in passing, she was also yeah, missing yeah. in action for most of it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Sarah said she came to the party. I don't remember if I saw her there necessarily. But I digress. So the first day was I didn't go to any of the keynotes. I heard Kate Erickson keynoted and she was amazing. She's a friend of Shoe Podcast. Mark Cuban keynoted. You can read all about what people thought of his keynote in Pod News or Podcast Business Journal or literally anything that has to do with Mark Cuban. There were lots of divisive comments made by him that others don't agree with, appreciate. Some people thought that his keynote was one giant infomercial. Why are you surprised? I'm not sure why that's a surprise <laughs> to you. I'm sure he paid for that keynote and I'm sure that's exactly why it was to show his platform. I think a lot of people are saying that Fireside solves a problem that no one had, which is that podcasting needs to be more social. So I have a comment about the whole that it was a giant infomercial and I'm sure he paid for that keynote. I, I'm not sure that was the case. Why? I don't think he paid the, for the keynote. Why? I don't know. Why would you think I don't he think that he, like, I don't know. I don't know. I may be wrong. But alas. If Firestone was a big sponsor, I can guarantee you that they paid for that keynote. If they were. were I they? don't know if they were. I don't think I, they were. I, That's what I'm saying. I think that there's a there's an element of like, you know, Cuban was, uh, it's a big name. Like you you kind of go like, oh my gosh, Mark Cuban. Woo-hoo, right? But he's and also launching something. Right, I know he's launching something, but it might have just like landed on at that no. time. I'm, and again, listen, I guess if that is the case, then because I did see a comment, there was somebody who who had a really wonderful insight. I think there was a comment somewhere. I don't, I can't even remember exactly where. Somebody did a really lovely summary of their experience at Podcast Movement, and it was really positive. Like I really enjoyed it. And then they amended a little bit of the of their post, saying like, "What I would like for it to be different is if there are some." sponsored sessions that they lead with that, that they lead with the, this is a sponsor versus, you know how they're sponsored tracks and like the person who sponsors the track, like introduces the track. Like that's, that's great because that's, they're part of the thing. But what Mm -hmm. I feel that these people were saying is that if there is like a corporate company, yeah, 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 you know, like you need to say this, they bought that thing. They bought that spot. Like, this is not like, And that one thing that I did see, and again, obviously I wasn't there, is that a lot of the independent type podcasters, the ones that are, has, have their hands dirty, the hands, the ones that are doing their own stuff, the ones that have smaller teams, the ones that are, you know, putting in the work were the ones that gave the most valuable information that the ones that have the larger companies, the ones that are coming in from like the perspective, industry perspective, were the least informative or actionable for whoever attended so yeah carrie's saying that james james cradley posted some problems with fireside in the pm community yeah it's worth reading i think um i didn't see any of the keynotes i was busy sleeping which is something i never get to do and i was desperate for because when i wasn't sleeping i was in the expo room or you know talking to people outside and it was a very big hotel so it was a little bit exhausting getting around it 
Like I did what felt like a two mile walk the first day I was there and I didn't even find the convention center. Like I just oh went in a circle around like where all the restaurants were. <laughs> and then I was like, wait. And at the end of it, I was like, we didn't pass the convention center. And Jim was like, no, it's a whole other, it's its own island. It's called Delta Island. And it had more restaurants and more rooms. It was crazy. It was so big. It was a beautiful place though. Beautiful pictures. And it had, It's. I feel like it's like, honestly, I felt like some of the clientele won a trip there. I'm not going to lie. Like, like the people who what weren't there mean? for pod- Oh, the people that like, weren't there for podcast movement. Like, oh. I feel like I know how much it costs per night and we got a discount for the group. And some of those people, if they could afford it, they certainly didn't look like they could afford it. It's oh, like probably come, like come the now. Nashville version of Disneyland or something. Like, it's like, how did you get in here? Also, you never know, Jess, because you're saying, you know, you never know the types of deals that are going out there. Plus, also, if somebody, listen, if somebody would have seen or sees the way that I dress on a, in fact, I just sent a picture. Who did I send that picture but to? But Elsie, you still And somebody said to me, of. you look homeless. No, like your hair is done. Your face is clean. You're wearing actual makeup. Your teeth are there. No, straight, I'm not, dude. You know, relatively straight, but present. <laughs> All teeth present and accounted for. That's all I'm saying. Like, like some hey. they didn't just look homeless. They looked out of place in a in Dude. this hotel. That's all I'm saying. And I'm not saying it was fancy because it wasn't. It wasn't that fancy. All I know is that it looked like there were like even food trucks in there at night. I saw a picture of that. I thought that was, was cool. Was I mean, cool. It was like it was neat very- to have a food truck in a hotel. I mean, that kind of tells crazy. you how big that is. So. Big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, so, so, okay. So you essentially, did you attend any sessions at all? Yes. I attended one session in the main room. It was a panel about black voices in podcasting. Connell Byrne, who's the CEO of iHeartRadio, interviewed Dolly, can't remember her last name, Jill Scott, and Charlemagne the God. Dolly is the head of the Black Pot. I know. I don't remember. I'm sorry, Dolly, that I don't remember her name because she's very prominent and important. I just, it's, I have to look it up because I don't remember. And the other two are famous, which is why I remember them. It was a great panel. I'm not a person of color, so I don't want to speak for anyone who was there who was a person of color. But here's what I'll say. Uh, Jen and I both did not like that Connell Byrne, a white man, was interviewing the panel about black voices in podcasting. Uh... And we also didn't like the questions he was asking. Because the first thing he started out was saying was like, you know, my kids in sixth grade and blah, 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 blah. And both Jen and I were like, why are you talking? Why are you talking when Jill Scott is on stage? Like, don't talk. Connell, don't talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mind you, I don't. Dolly Bishop, probably. Yes. Thank you, Terry. So I have a comment on that. And it feels to me as if. This is a common occurrence where well, he's the CEO. somebody, well, it doesn't matter just because I'm going to comment vaguely on what I consumed from podcast movement and the keynotes when other people are on stage that are not the quintessential white dude is that mm. the quintessential white dude tends to get behind the mic and stay on the mic for like 10 to 15 minutes before they even refer to the other person on stage. He wasn't that bad. 
Well, all I'm saying though is that this is a thing. Like I was, I watched one keynote like full on, like I was like at the keynote and I was like, when is the mic going to be passed to the other people that are on stage? And I, I timed it. It was like 10 minutes into it. Did you see the session I'm talking about? No, I didn't. Okay. It's worth seeing only because whenever Jill, Jill Scott was asked a question, she answered, it was almost like singing, but it was talking. It was like melodic, calming. Oh it rhymed God. sometimes. It was it. like rhythmic. It was like, like Jill would go, da, 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 you know, like it was like a song almost. It was amazing. The way she spoke was amazing. I think the last question that Connell asked them was like, why black voices in podcasting? And all of them kind of looked at him like, like they didn't want to answer necessarily. But so that's the so stupidest Jill, question so, ever. Sorry. He asked the last question to Jill and she was like, because we're intelligent. We matter. We're this. We're gorgeous inside and out. Or she said she was talking about her people. I do my podcast for my people. My people are this and then they're this and they're this and this and this. They're this and this and this. like she was amazing. And then he said, what about the last part of the question? She said, what, what is it? She, he said, do you have hope? And she went, yes. And then handed them. <laughs> like, oh, my what's God. What's she going to say? No, I'm pu- I'm fully pessimistic. There's no hope for black people. Everyone run from pocket. Like, what's she going to say? What is she going to say? It's just, just a questions like that. Like, do you have hope? I mean, what the, that's not. I'm not, again, a person of color, but if it were up to me, I would just want them to tell their story about why they think it's important. What made them start doing it? I mean, there was that to some degree. But I don't know. I just thought his questions were dumb. I shouldn't say that because they're not a sponsor yet. But no. <laughs> hey, I know. I get it. And it's so loud in here. John, you're going to have a problem with this audio today because hear. they decided to. Of it. Okay. Well, they decided to like do like there is a trimming of the of the garden happening right over there. I can hear it. I said, I'm thinking to myself, is that a leaf blower or a chainsaw? It is a. Either one of those things, I, w- I think it's a leaf blower, but or maybe it's a chainsaw. We did hear the origin story of Dolly Bishop and how she started working for them, which I thought was fascinating. If if you have to listen to one later, I would listen to that one because the way that they spoke was fast. Charlene, the guy was also fascinating. Okay. So you went to that one session and then, yes, the She Podcast Shindig. How did that go, love? The Shindig was amazing. I mean... Mind you, wait, can I interrupt you before you continue? I just want to say that I got pictures, right? People were sending me pictures and all this stuff. And I literally got butterflies in my belly. And I got the feeling that I did when when we did She Podcast Live where you walk in and I was like, oh my God, because it's like your stuff. It's like your baby is up on stage, mm-hmm. really huge. And I was like blown away by how beautiful it looked. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. It was the biggest logo I've ever seen in my life. And I didn't know it was going to be on like the main stage, but there we were. I walked out by myself on the biggest stage I've ever stood on, shaking like a leaf. And I mean, you couldn't really tell that I was nervous because, you know, I don't really have You were like this big, dude. When I saw I didn't have stage fright, but I was like, my papers, something's going on with my papers. I was like (laughs) shaking like crazy. You were so little, though. You were like, I saw you I on stage and you were like, this big. I was so like tiny. Small. That's how big it was. 
So, yeah. So first, just before I get started, I just want to thank Libsyn because they sponsored the Shindig and they really came through for us and they made it really nice and awesome. We had drink tickets and then cash bar. We had some little nashies like we had crudite and cheese and chips and salsa and stuff like that. It was really nice. I saw lines for the bar. I saw lines for the food. Some people were... I mean, mostly telling me how good I looked, which frankly, oh my is my best, so, I mean, that's hey, part of the whole week. Why not? My love language is flattery. So just so you know, I'm very susceptible to flattery because I'm that vain. And um, I got to hear a lot about how great I looked and I got to hear a lot about how beautiful the party looked and how beautiful our logo looked. And of course, someone asked who our designer was so that they can have that person do their graphics. And I was like, sorry, it's me. Because I did it this time. Yay. I have a question. Yes. I saw a lot of purple in that logo. Am I wrong? Oh, come on, John. <laughs> there was Don't a lot me- of purple. I see a revolt coming here. Mm-hmm. So true. No, I mean, it was mostly TLS. Yeah, so the Shindig was up there. It had Libsyn's logo. It had our logo. It had Podcast Movement logo. It seemed like everybody had a really good time. I will say that. There was at least 250 people at this party. Like only only about 175 like registered, but it seemed like a packed house, which was awesome. I love, love, love that. I know. It was so great. There were a lot of people missing though. Like all the people that I knew were there, I saw like Tracy and and Matana and there were there were just lots of Teresa Gonzalez, lots of people there that I was so happy to see, and some that I never met in person before, which was great. But there were a lot of people that, like, I could feel the absence, not just of you, although that was huge. Your absence was was huge, but I could feel the absence of people who are normally at every conference Katie Kermitzos, Bonnie Frank, Danielle Corbett, you know, like people who are at every single one, Carrie, Pikera, and you know, just all of our friends. Rita Bautista wasn't there. And Liz, I just, Covart also didn't. Covart wasn't today. there. Yeah. Covart wasn't there. I mean, a lot of our, a lot of the people that I regularly hang with at conferences wasn't there. That was very strange. But I had a team there, which sort of made up for it. But I, I it's still, I still like, even though they're like, oh, I'm so glad we came because we got the vibe and the experience. And I was like, you did. But also, uh, not exactly because there's so many friends that weren't there that I would have liked for them to meet and hang out with and laugh with. You know what I mean? And the friends that were there, I barely saw. I barely saw Chris Krimitzos. I barely saw Dave Jackson. I saw Tracy in passing, like quickly in passing. There were a lot of people that were there that I didn't get to see. And I'm not sure why that happened. But, I mean, I guess it's okay. It just kind of made me sad. Oh, Carrie, I saw. I was on a panel. The only reason I saw Carrie is because I was on a panel with her. I saw her in passing, and I swear she looked almost. I don't know. Carrie, you'll have to tell me. Do we overwhelm you? Because I was like, Carrie, this is the team. Team, this is Carrie. And she looked almost lost. And I can't tell if it was because like we overwhelmed you, Carrie, or if it was because you were just on your way somewhere and we interrupted. I'm not sure. Or she, but she, she might like, have also been like me, where it's like, you know, okay. She yeah. was, you know, she's not as, she's a little introverted, as mm-hmm. am I. Oh, that's right. Because she's very introverted. Oh, I'm sorry. We must have overwhelmed you then. I apologize. And like, it takes a little bit. That's why my yeah. deer in the headlights look is is the thing. And also she says the she's smile. She's overwhelmed by it all. Okay. okay well, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. See. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Because like, honestly, when we walked away, Jen was like, 
I feel like we should check on her. And I'm like, no, she's probably just overwhelmed with everything. I'm like, we're going to be on a panel with her later. It should be fine. I mean, actually, to be fair, she was outside of the hall, which, by the way, like huge escalator up to the conference center and banners from ceiling to floor with Triton and iHeart and every show that they both are like huge banners. It was very, very overwhelming visually. So that's probably what we caught up, what we caught from her. And then, okay, so then there was my party. That was amazing. It looked amazing. It felt amazing. I was on a high the whole rest of the night. The next day, we did some more expo booth stuff. Then we got, you know, and I was like pretty done for the day. Like I was exhausted. I was tired. Like my everything hurt at that point. I was like, I'm not going to see Quest. Fuck Questlove. I'm not going to see Questlove. And then. I talked to Scott and he was like, no, really, you should go because it's like Questlove. You never get to see Questlove, not even in Philly. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to go. I was just going to let my team go without me. Truly, I was not going to go. And then I talked to Elsie. I know. And Elsie was like, you have to go see Questlove. And I was like, bitch, you know that you would never, ever go. I know. I know. And I agree. I agree. I totally owned up to that. You I probably would be could have like, convinced no. each other. Yes. He was the most amazing DJ. And my body did not remember that it was 40. How old am I? How does it matter? It You're didn't remember. My body thought I was 25 again. And I danced like I was in college. I mean, it was like groove is in the heart and the safety dance mixed with like, I, I mean, just the most amazing music. But the best part of the night was when he mixed. Please tell me, you know, the songs, Elsie, because I don't want to have to explain. Do you know? Poison by Belle Biv DeVoe, where it goes. Yes, 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 Okay. He mixed that with Smells Like Teen Spirit. <gasps> no way. So, I, I do like know this. both of those songs. So it went like this. Here we are now. Dun, 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 dun. Entertain us. Dun, 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 dun. I feel stupid. Dun, 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 dun. And contagious. Dun, 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 dun. And we were like... Wow! Like, we didn't even know. Like, my Gen X brain exploded. Just exploded. Every person there over the age of 35 just lost their shit all at once. Because they were, like, two of the most popular songs. They don't belong together. Only right. a musical genius would figure right. out how to put that shit together. Oh, my it God. Incredible. That's hilarious. It was incredible, incredible, incredible. Plus... I was there with Jen, who's a camp friend, who I have danced with every Friday night since the dawn of time. And Holly, who was there because she had a fashion crimes podcast. Holly, that bitch ended up in the promo video. <gasps> she did. If you look at the promo video, so our stage is at one minute, 44 seconds. Right after the stage is a group of picture, a group of women taking a picture. Holly is in that fucking picture. She's the most extroverted person I know. It was amazing. She looked incredible. She's wearing Alexander McQueen, of course. And she looked amazing. She's a stylist, so that's her thing. So that actually felt really good, was like being there with camp friends. But it also indicates something else that I would like to point out. And then I'll stop talking for a little while if you want. I've been in podcasting since 2014. And the friends that I've made through podcasting are unlike any other in the world. But you know, I had a life up until that point, obviously, like I was like 39 when I started, you know, 38 when we started podcasting. So like, you know, that's 40 years of friendships and groups and high school and college and sorority and camp and, you know, acapella group, whatever. But this is the first year that those groups merged in more than one way. 
because at this conference, not just on my team, on my team, I had Jen. Jen is the one that, that, um, you know, hired Jack because that's her team. So having Jen was a coincidence. It was a, it was a karmic pandemic coincidence. But our friend Holly has a podcast, Fashion Crimes Podcast. And our friend Sam, who was a CIT the year before us, is in audio and works on a major political podcast and was there to make connections. Just so happened to run into Chris Kremitzos, Daniel J. Lewis, and then came to dinner was like, I'm at the two coolest guys and named those two guys. And I was like, shut your face. No way. That's so bizarre. Yes. He just happened to meet them. And then after my panel... A woman who was in my acapella group years after me, she was like, I'm a D sharp and you're a D sharp. And I was like, what the hell is happening right now? Like, it was crazy. And that's how I know in my head, like that podcasting, I think, is becoming a little bit more mainstream because I know that I know a lot of people in podcasting. But like I this is the first year that people I know outside of podcasting have infiltrated that space. And it could be because, you know, because we're the founders of Street Podcasting. I mean, the reason why Sam came was because his, like, his friend's sister told him I was into podcasting. And he just called me to say what's up and hi. And we just had a call. And I was like, you should come to this. So he did. So I know he was there because of me. That wasn't a coincidence. But him meeting our other friends was a coincidence. And also the other girl being there was a coincidence and everyone hanging out with each other was a major coincidence. And I think that's because, I mean, even Bonnie, Bonnie, you know, like started coming to the conference. She's someone I knew from courses and like, I, Oh God, the worst thing happened to me too. There was a guy. So before podcasting, I took um, Lewis houses school of greatness, like, mentorship which was like so terrible oh my god that's crazy after a month all of us quit (laughs) oh no but one of my study buddies was there this was from like 2012 and and that guy was (gasps) there who i hadn't seen in forever 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 Um, oh look cheryl's saying i have girl scout friends that i've met because of podcast yes that's when you know i think that it's starting to become something more people are doing and know about is when like when there's crossover when worlds collide right because that never happens it doesn't happen to me ever i always have to yeah oh and and bonnie's saying me too yeah they're becoming my cohorts and i have pulled them into it on some level but they'll pull other people into it and they'll pull other people into it. Sam, like I said, he met friends that he'll be able to collaborate with. Holly took a picture with a giant group of girls that I've never met. (laughs) I mean, I I mean, if I looked again, I might know them. I just think it's really interesting that worlds are colliding in in good way. First of all, I love when worlds collide. That's what I want. That's why I started the event is because I wanted all of you who are listening to mix with each other rather than just me and Elsie and have us just teach you or just, or for us to just have a lunch. Like I wanted that to be a weekend or a whole thing where we could all meet and hang out with each other. You know, I really do think that part of the, of what you're talking about there, it just started, it kind of clicked in a different way now because the event I feel is something that I can invite everybody to. Um, And it is not, and even though, Okay, obviously, it would really be more beneficial to you if you were a podcaster because it would resonate with you in so many different ways, of course. But the Mm -hmm. fact that we've curated the content of Shoot Podcast Live to also have content that is a little more self-care centric, a little bit more centered from a different point of view where you feel yeah. like it's it's less like this is how you use a microphone, but it actually it's a little bit more expansive that that mm-hmm. to me feels 
like I can invite people who don't have anything to do with podcasting and kind of get them into it. And I also feel that it is, I don't know what this says, but I feel like I can invite almost anyone to come to my event that I've known prior from podcasting versus have somebody listen to my podcast. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I can't just go, hey, listen to my show. Because I I feel it's not for everyone. Like I don't, whereas with She Podcast Live, I honestly feel like you'll get something out of it. It's for everybody. Just come, just come. It's like a big party that way, right? Totally. It is kind of like a big party. And yeah, and I think it applies to everyone. And I think everyone will have a really good time, regardless of whether or not you've started one or not started one. It's really more about the collaboration. And I wish that more people had come this time around because you mean to podcast movement is it now you change yes. to, to, to podcast I wish movement. People come, because okay. i would have liked for more people to feel that vibe before they come to our conference you know like i think yeah, that vibe think- is it's different though like jen and jack could tell it was different and jack especially because jack is non-binary and so i knew that podcast movement has i know that it has a very like the only way to describe it is like a broy vibe. It's broy. It was founded by bros. They invited their bros. We're bros with those bros. Like it's broy. Um, the word that Jack uses is heteronormative. Yes, but it's broy also in it's broy in a corporate way. True. You know what I mean? It's not unwelcomingly. No, no, no. I mean, I understand what you're. Yes, I get and it. We're at a party of, with Questlove, and there's like. You know, 400 white dudes with baseball hats on. It feels a lot like a frat party at college. That's not a bad thing or a good thing. But for a person who's non-binary, it probably didn't always feel safe, even though I would never put them in a situation that wasn't safe. We know our community is welcoming and accepting and inclusive, but I don't know that it felt as inclusive as it could because of the clientele and for nothing like podcast movement can't do or hasn't done or should. It's not that they've done anything to encourage or discourage this vibe. It just is what it is. You know, also the other thing too, Jess, though, even now in, you know, this year, it also Mm. probably kept some people home that may would have attended in other times. Right. So it's one specific sort of, type or psychographic that attended this time because they felt, you know, check these boxes versus a lot of other folks, right? Yeah. And then like, like, even if it's me, like this is the very first time and I'm a gung-ho podcaster person, right? Mm -hmm. This is the first time that I told you way back when, and I told Lipson way back when I am not going to podcast movement this year. And this is, was a huge choice. And, Mm -hmm. and I'm somebody that would attend, but even if you just think about it from that perspective, like, I'm someone who's never missed a podcast conference like this, particularly podcast movement. And I did on purpose. I don't know that you missed anything. I really don't because it wasn't packed. As but all I'm was. saying to you, though, Jess, is this is what I'm saying, though. You're making yeah. a, a like you're looking at the people, but it's like there's a lot of people that could have made a difference that 100% said, I'm not going. That's true. And I think, and, and I mean, and, and just to be clear, they were totally safe. Like Jack was totally safe the entire time. They may pick up on people that treated them differently or were dismissive or maybe looking. I picked up on glances that I became suspicious. Like, are they glancing because 
of them or are they glancing because you know like because i i never know if they recognize me or if they're <laughs> now i was like are they looking at jack or i mean jack had a mask on so i mean it was like it didn't feel to me to be an obvious thing they live with that all the time though so it was interesting to walk around with someone who is non-binary and feel those feelings i'm not empathic but i am i am intuitive and I could see when they were feeling out of their element because Brooklyn is Brooklyn and this is Tennessee. And on top of that, it's podcast movement, which again has a bit of a bro vibe. I don't think that they were insulted or, you know, I don't think they had a terrible time, but I just thought it was very interesting. It was an interesting lesson for me and it really helped me. First of all, I'm incredibly grateful that they're on our team and that they're creating the look and feel of our show. But I'm also incredibly grateful to have had that experience because I want the opposite of that at our conference. I want to make sure that all people who are there feel safe, included, represented, that they are 100% sure that all of their needs are being met, that no one is looking at them funny or that they feel like an oddball someplace that they don't already normal. You know what I'm saying? Like in normal life, this happens. Right. No, I get. Yeah, I understand. I mean, yeah. And the work is, I mean, we all start with just that clear intention and then you make choices, you know, and it's, and you make, sometimes you make harder choices and other times and you, and it's, it's a lot of conscious work on the daily conscious work. I was very grateful for it. Very, very grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's podcast movement. A lot of ways. It was absolutely amazing. I did feel it was missing its normal pizzazz. And I think that's because all of you punks stayed home. But I will not shame you about it because Tennessee was a little I mean, I'm not certain they made the wrong decision because Tennessee itself. Dude, you know better than than to say they made the wrong decision in terms of location, because you have to that's choose I mean. the location. That's what way I mean. It's terrifying. Heck. Yeah, yeah. Way the heck, way the heck earlier. New York City would have felt safer, and that place has 18 billion more people. Well, see, this is what I'm, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like whenever you're doing these events, as you know, event organizer, you have to make these decisions way ahead of time, and you have to sign contracts and things, and you can't just be like, well, I don't know about, if you're going to be changing stuff, you better be ready to back it up, right? Yeah, it did make me rethink the South on some level. Like I had been thinking about doing our show at some point in Nashville. I will not do that ever. The Southern places that I would probably do now are still, I would go back to Atlanta. I would do Austin and I would do New Orleans. Those are all hippy dippy. I mean, New Orleans is a little touristy, but it's not spray tan white girl bachelorette central. That's what Nashville is. (laughs) I've never, actually, I just went to the, guess where I went when I went to Nashville. I give you yeah. Kimberly Sumter. Please come up north. She says, yeah, we'll. we'll we are yes, looking north. We'll, too. We're looking at north. I don't too. know where you are north, but we are looking there too. She's, clo- she's way closer to you. But um, no, what I'm saying to you is like when I went to Nashville, I did go to guess where I went to Nashville. I know you'll guess. Of course, people will guess where I went when I was in Nashville. Where else do I go? What's the only oh, Whole place? Foods. Yes. I went to Whole Foods. And what was your impression? Of the Whole Foods, it was great. Yeah. When I went, it was packed. The Whole Foods was packed. And I believe I saw some kind of actor person that was outside. I forgot which actor it was. I was like, oh my God, that's 
And I saw an, yeah, I saw an actor at the Whole Foods. And I believe that that was one of my, the thing is that it was kind of, I remember it was a little bit small Mm -hmm. and it was a funky layout. It was like in a very, in a kind of like a strange area Mm -hmm. where we went. But again, you know, that was the only place I went. (laughs) It was just Whole Foods. I remember seeing a Whole Foods. I would say this though, like, like it was so much of a thing, the Bachelorettes, that I actually looked it up. And it turns out that Nashville is a huge Bachelorette Mecca because Philly and New York, you have to like stand in line and get into a club. Whereas Nashville, like the bars are one right after each other and you can just boom, 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 go into different ones. So it has become an actual Bachelorette Mecca. It was unbelievable. They had a vehicle that's a a driver, I think, and a table where bachelorettes sit all around the table doing shots and pedaling their way through the street. They have that here, dude. They have here an Asheville tavern. Yeah, we have this in Asheville. We have this. Let me tell you something. If anybody ever invited me to pedal my way through a city, we would no longer be friends. Well, maybe you can come and see it. I'll take a picture next time and I will send it to you. But yes, that that happens here. That happens. You guys also have like the open limo where they do like a dance party as they're driving down the street. That looked very unsafe. No, we did not. We don't have a, but there's a bus that you have a person make jokes in the bus. Oh, yeah. And it's really bright. And then they go down the street and then they have jokey things happen. And this place is jam packed. And it's it's the the um, the amount of of places. uh, I mean, the the skyrocketing covid uh, people here is out of control because everybody from Florida comes to Asheville for the summer. And it is insane right now. There's nobody here because, you know, the donut place here is closed. So no one is here right now. But the, no if I were there's no donuts, I know that it's close. Yeah. There's no donuts. But like anywhere else, like in here, it's out of control. Like I'm just like, what the heck it's with crazy. the people? It's crazy. It's insane. It is crazy. So, um, did you want to talk about the article that we have on here or no? Um, I actually just want to really quickly before we wrap it up because I'm going to have to be going here really quickly. Number one is that y'all, she podcasts, uh, and actually, I think. Um, Patrick actually sent me a text message that he had gotten an email from Facebook adding his podcast to his podcast page. And this is actually true for us as well, because I got the email on the same day that Patrick did, but I just missed it because I get so many emails from Facebook that I never look at them. And so now our podcast is on the She Podcast page. I also added it to the Lipson page. I did listen to our latest episode on the phone. You can only see it if you're on the phone. You have to scroll through to find podcasts, but it's there. I attempted to share it and it just froze. It seems to be incredibly buggy. So I haven't been able to do that, but I just wanted to know everybody that at least this some emails have been coming out now and add, having other people add their show in there. It's really easy to do it. If you get an email, it, it is click the link that they send you, add the show, say yes, boom, it's there. Like it's, it's magic. It's fast. It took, it took all of five seconds. Um, so that's really amazing. So if you got, have an opportunity, it would be awesome and delightful if you guys shared episode 324 on your Facebook pages and tell them how excited, how funny the whole vocal mist conversation and the purple conversation was because I thought it was brilliant. It was comedy gold, according to some of the feedback that we've gotten. Right, Jess? 
Yeah. So, and the last thing is that I want to give a shout out to Buzzsprout and especially Albin for having me on the Buzzcast episode. It's, it was a really great conversation that we had. It's like a super long episode. So if you do get an opportunity to give him a shout out, that would be amazing. And if and it'll be even better if you just listen to the episode. There'll be a link in the episode notes, as always. Mm-hmm. Right on. Right wonderful, on, baby. wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you guys so much for being with you with us here thank you to us for being with you and which is not what i was trying to say but it came out that way um if you want to see any of the links we talked about today go to shepodcast.com you can also listen to our show again if you want on why did i say that on she podcast you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram at she podcasts you can also send us feedback feedback at shepodcast.com don't forget that we have a conference coming up october 14th through the 17th she podcast live in scottsdale arizona get tickets find out more shepodcast.com slash live don't forget it's It's gonna be amazing we are so looking forward to it and then we are incredibly mindful and we are very thoughtful about everything because we we take the responsibility very very seriously about so many different things and thank you buy your tickets come to see us it's probably the only time you'll see me out in the world this year. I know. That's probably <laughs> true. Yep. Thank you guys so much again. Love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>